With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Nearly 4.36 on a glorious Thursday afternoon. Clear skies, the sun is shining. It is a ripping day. It'll be the same tomorrow for the first ever showdown in the AFLW. Port Adelaide taking on the Crows. We're live and interactive. You can have your say on 1300 736 736. And we're here thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Before we get to the next guest, Roach, quick text coming in on uh, Brad Scott. There's been some criticism. This one says, Hi, Kimbo and Roach. Harsh call by your listener who texts in to say, Brad Scott left the ruse in a shambles. He approached the ruse board at the end of 2018 and said the club needed to do a rebuild. They poo-pooed him and he then resigned. That's mm. from Blake. Yes. Thank you, Blake. Agree with you there. Who does our next guest barrack for in the AFL? Well, we're about to find out. Used to uh, play a little bit of cricket here in South Australia, but yeah. left, left us for fame and fortune. Well, good luck to him. Now one of the best T20 players in the Indeed. world. Uh, talking of T20s, the ICC Men's T20 World Cup starts on October the 16th here in Australia. You can secure your seats today at t20worldcup.com. Adam Zamper joins us. Adam, thank you for your time. Uh, no worries, guys. How are you going? Not bad at all. Gee, it's only a couple of weeks away. Yeah, I know. It feels like it was yesterday. It was 100 days to go, but now it's, <laughs> now it's upon us. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really exciting. We've been looking forward to it for a while now, so it's going to be good. Adam, just on a personal note, how's your life going now? We've spoken to you a few times over the journey in the early days at AA when you were a very shy young man, but uh, now traversing the world and the way that the game's grown in, in the T20 format, uh, is it a godsend? Yeah, my my um, my life's great, mate. Yeah, I, I um, my career is, you know, really good, very enjoyable. I'm loving playing for Australia and being a part of the, um, you know, obviously the World Cup. Success last year was, um, you know, was great. But yeah, being a part of this this team now is, is um, yeah, it's a very enjoyable team to be a part of. So Adam, finally, we've got rid of all the issues that have stopped some World Cups being played in Australia. We get the T20 at home. When does the Australian group get together in a well, a camp, so to speak? Um, we've just got games coming up, really. So um, obviously the India tour. Um, we just got back from that, and the guys are. Um, getting a bit of home time before we get together on, I think it's Sunday night or Monday morning um, on the Gold Coast. So as soon as we get together, that's it's game on. We've got two games against the West Indies and then three against England before um, mm. before that you know, first World Cup game against New Zealand. Cameron Green's attracting a bit of attention. Looks in rare form. Yeah, mate. He's, um, you know, everyone's seen him in the, in the test arena. He's played a little bit of one-day cricket for us, but... Um, you know, he filled, a, he filled a gap for us in, in India and it was a great opportunity for him and he, he took it with both hands. I think um, 
you know, for a guy that hasn't played a lot of T20 cricket, um, you know, he, he worked it out pretty quickly. So um, yeah, he, he he's a gun. Like I'm I'm the biggest Chris Green, um, Cameron Green fan there is. Um, so yeah, he's he's going to add great depth to our squad if if we need him. He's he would tower over you, Zamps. He's a, he's a huge unit, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's two metres. I'm. You know, not not quite near that, so I, I definitely have to look up to him. <laughs> uh, I'm just having a look at the squad now. It looks great on paper. Uh, is it a healthy squad at the moment? Yeah, as, as far as I, I know, obviously we had to be pretty careful with a few guys for that India tour. So um, Starkey had some stuff to work through, mm. Richo, um, Ashton Agar, Stoin. So, it, honestly, it happens like this all the time. We, we were probably pretty similar going into the last World Cup, but um, there's nothing that gets the juices flowing like a like when there's a trophy on the line. So I'm pretty sure the boys will be doing everything they can to to make sure we're all fully fit for the for that first game against New Zealand. You just mentioned Stoney, Marcus Stoinis. How's the bromance going? It's one of the great bromances in world sport. It's up there with Rafa and Roger Federer. Oh, it's up there. I think it's surpassed that. Um, <laughs> No, it's 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 good, mate. Obviously, missed him in, in that in, uh, on that India tour, but um, yeah, Stoin's Stoin's great, mate, and hopefully his his body's around to go for the World Cup. And we watch with interest, though, because it's much talked about, and there's often jokes about it. Uh, why do you two click so much? What's the common interest? Um, what is the common interest? I don't know. We there's there's always the people that you you attracted to on a day off that you know are in the same stuff like Stoin plays a bit of golf I don't I don't play any golf but um if I go Stoin don't play golf today mate we're going for a coffee and gonna go find some some ocean um he's he's he'll take that option over golf so um you know got a lot of similar interests away from the game and yeah just we we clicked about five years ago I think we're both from the um outskirts of the team and um struggled with the environment a little bit and we just we clicked and, and tried to get ourselves through it together. Adam, like Kim said, you've seen the world, but what difference does it make? What expectation changes when you have to play a World Cup at home in Australia? Um, no one really expected much of us last year in conditions that didn't suit us. So, yeah, I mean, people will be expecting a lot from us this World Cup, yeah. but... Um, without sounding too cliche it's just about the process and I guess not being too hard on ourselves like World Cup cricket is so fickle you've seen who we got to play against in the group stages there's you know a toss doesn't go go your way or you know someone from the other team has an absolute belter that sometimes there's not much you can you can do about it but um, you know we'll be using the home ground advantages to to our advantage um, you know it's all about the, the process, making sure that uh, we do the basics well and we prepare best for, for each opposition. So um, we'll be doing everything we can. But as I said, it's a fickle game. If we can get through to the final stages, then um, you know, that's, that's when the, the real hunt for the trophy starts. Adam, how's the skipper been? It seemed like the pressure was starting to mount when he was in the one-day format as well. He's given that away. How, how's he been? Yeah, I think he's good, mate. He's... Um, He's he's very I guess medium whether he's getting runs or he's not um, it's it's team first um, you know everyone's talked about how important he is to to our team in terms of leadership and and it's true so um, you know if 
if he can get find some form and um, you know be raring to go for the World Cup, that's an absolute bonus for us. But yeah, his his leadership um, is massive, and um, yeah, as I said to you, like we we're all trying to work um, to make ourselves the best possible versions of ourselves for for the World Cup. So we're all you know we're all working together, and um, definitely a, a team first mentality. From the outside, I always thought that uh, Glenn Maxwell was ahead of his time and uh, he paid a penalty for that. I don't think... I think he should have played a lot more for Australia a lot earlier, but it seems like now that he is comfortable where he's at and he's accepted by all. Um, Yeah, I guess it's an interesting point you make on on Maxi. I think everyone probably goes through that phase in their career. Um, Yeah, I, I particularly always thought that Maxi was... A little bit hard done by, particularly mm. when he was younger. There was when I first started playing for Australia, he was in and out of ODI squads and T20 mm. squads, and I thought, you know, how is that possible for a guy like this? But um, you know, we all work through different stages of our career, and you know, he's at a point now where he's probably not looking over his shoulder at selection so much. He's going to play every white ball game for Australia if he's available. Um, so, yeah, I mean, when you're in that frame of mind, you, you only really can play your best possible cricket when you when you are looking over your sh- shoulder and you're worried about things. That's when that's when doubts start to creep in. So, yeah, it's it's a good position for Maxi to be in. It's an interesting sport, cricket, Adam, whereby you can go to the extremes of five days with a test match and T20 that's done very, very quickly. How, how do you cope with just one mistake can end a T20 game? Um. Yeah, I guess that's if you're in that mentality, then you're probably in the wrong game. Um, it's always about taking the positive option, you know, going for the hard catch, going the aggressive option with the bat and ball, and um, and understanding that it is cricket at the end of the day. It's, it is, as I said, very fickle. Mm. Um, you are right; one thing can, one moment can change the game either way. But um, you know, I've been a part of games and series and, and World Cups where you're on the right side of it. Sometimes you're on the wrong side of it and it's just, um, you know, cricket's the kind of game where you just got to get over it quickly. Is it now official that Matthew Wade is the, uh, carries the name The Finisher? Uh, he's been calling himself Michael Bevan, so, yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> uh, I, did I... Ma- I, I didn't make that up, by the way. He's, been, he's really been saying that. No, mm. I, I could believe that. And just a quickie, we know you have to go. Um, Steve Smith, the role that he plays within the team now, is he still a leader within the team or does he sit back a lot more now? Um, yeah, he's, he's naturally always going to be a leader in our team. He, but he, I guess, from what I've known of Smithy over a long period of time, he's definitely changed in the last couple of years. He's, he used to be so particular about, you know, his bat stick has been on right and his shoes being a certain mm. colour and... Mm. Everything had to be perfect, but that that is definitely not Smithy anymore. He's, I feel like his outside interests um, are just as important to him as as cricket is. Where, you know, I think cricket took over a lot of of Smithy's time, particularly when he was when he was captain. But he's he's such a chilled, more chilled out person than than ever. Samps, really appreciate your time. We look forward to watching you and the team over the next month or so. Uh, the first game gets underway on October the 16th. First game for Australia is on October the 22nd. We take on New Zealand on hopefully a spinner's paradise for you at the SCG. We yes. appreciate your time.
Beautiful. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks Adam. Adam. There he is, Adam Zamber. He's a ripper. Hasn't he grown and matured as a player and a man as well? He's got a wonderful career, Roots. We're going to go to a break. Juliet Haslam coming up next. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Kimbo on the Roach with you on a Thursday afternoon. Thanks to our good friends at Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Roach, Balfour's are for the game and we'll certainly know what colours you'll be wearing on Friday night. It is huge. Tomorrow night, Adelaide Oval, 7.30. History will be made with the first AFLW showdown to be played ever. There's already around 20,000 tickets sold. To find out a little more, let's welcome the head of football for Port Adelaide Football Club's AFLW program, Juliet Haslam, one of our favourites. Jules, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Kimbo. How are you going, Rooch? Very well, Juliet. That's correct, Kim. It's not history is going to be made. Her story is going to be made. Oh, yes, yes. I know. I've been hearing that term a lot. Excited, Juliet? Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be a fantastic night. Yeah, it's going to get, uh, I think we said, like I said, 20,000 plus down there. And the night looks like it's going to be a pretty good night. So I encourage everyone to get down there. Have have you repaired the chairs in the lecture room after Chad Corns fired everyone up on Tuesday night? Well, it was sensational having Chad, but you can just imagine. He was sort of a showdown king and he, <laughs> well, he basically gave our girls some uh, absolute inspirational stories and uh, he was fantastic. Now, the girls are ready to play on Wednesday night after training. One of the best <laughs> showdown players ever. If yep. he can't motivate the girls, no one will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure they'd be motivated anyway. You mentioned about 20,000. Uh, can people just roll up and buy tickets? We want to get as many as we can to the game. Absolutely, yeah. Like everyone, just get there. I think, um, like I said, I think the weather's going to be pretty good. It's more and more people coming. I think the word's getting out that you know this is the you know a significant moment in history um, for, for women's sports. So it's going to be an exciting night. Now we spoke to Ange Foley. We've spoken to a number of the players. They're really excited about hearing "Never Tear Us Apart," which is one of the best pre-game mm-hmm. uh, pieces of entertainment you can witness or pre-game experiences. What else will be happening on the night? Well, Never Tear Us Apart is always absolutely amazing. We've been able to experience it a couple of times now with our home games at Alberton. So just to have that at our, um, Adelaide Oval will just be amazing. We can't wait for that. But it's also um, a celebration of women's sport more broadly on the night. Um, and, you know, we're pretty fortunate with footy to have the platform that we do. So it's an opportunity to encourage and promote and support girls and women playing all sports. So there's um, South Australian Hall of Fame female members will be on the Oval. There's hundreds of young female athletes that will be doing laps of the Oval as well. And there's an incredible video. Uh, I won't give too much away, but um, Jess Stenson has narrated that and it's just incredible, very inspiring. Juliet, you were the first put into the program at Port Adelaide and it's all been very rushed because of the advancement of AFLW Season 7 to a, an earlier start than usual. How's it all unfolded in your mind, the whole Port Adelaide AFLW program? Do you feel you, you are where you should be and... and Showdown-wise, are you ready for yeah, it in the sense of, you know, it's a young group. It's been a, an interesting few games for you, but how do you feel you're set up? Oh, look, it's been an incredible um, sort of journey, I think, this last... Gosh, it's hard to believe it was only really, I think, came on in December last year. It feels mm. like we've been there a lot longer than that. There's been so <laughs> much that's gone on. But, um, look, really proud of, of where the program's at um, from where we started and incredible group of, um, of athletes, of, of coaches, of support staff that have come together and, you know, all absolutely loving um, 
being at Port Adelaide. So I think, you know, it's been tough. We've built that connection piece really quickly um, between the players and that's probably the most important thing. And they're really, you know, learning, um, improving every game, you know, the effort and attitudes there. We know it's going to take a bit more of that um, you know, experience. They're going to need some more time together. But, you know, the tackling, the contested footy, um, the way they're playing, you know, that's the, the Port Adelaide way, never give up. So that's what we want to see from them. And I, I'm absolutely sure we can bring that tomorrow night. Exciting times. I watched the Doco Jules, uh, the inaugurals. I've never seen you work so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Had some bags under the eyes, I noticed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it was um, yeah, it was great. The, the story, and I think as you can see from from the documentary, there was just so many people at the club that came together to make it all happen. So, and you know, here we are at the first showdown. It's just it's so exciting. We know how Port Adelaide like to do things. We've spoken to Lauren Arnell on numerous occasions. Uh, we absolutely mm-hmm. love her the way she goes about it, and we know what Port like yep. to do. Will you have people doing a pre-match address? past players or any history coming into the club? We did that with, with Chad. He was our um, our fire on Wednesday night. So I think I don't think the girls need too much more. They know what it's going to take out there tonight, or tomorrow night and they can't wait. They're super excited, raring to go. Um, you know, don't want to push them too far over the edge. I think yeah. <laughs> I think they're ready to go and uh, we can't wait for it. It's going to be a great night. Juliet, it is another chapter in the showdown rivalry. So we've had the showdown trophy, which has become the showdown shield. In the women's derby, it will be the showdown plate. Are we going to have a showdown medal as well for the women's derby? Yes, there is, there is, a, there is a showdown plate um, and a showdown medal. Um, so hopefully they'll be us holding it up at the end of the night. Um, yeah, so that the best player will be awarded the showdown medal. So it'll be great to see who that um, who that is on you know tomorrow night. We heard Erin say yesterday that uh, she'd like to be playing better. That's not surprising. She's a perfectionist. Um, how's she coping with all the attention? And I mean, she's grown up in the limelight, but there's a lot on her shoulders, isn't there, at a new club? Oh, look, you know, Erin sets herself really high standards. You know, she's incredibly professional. She brings all of our players along for the ride. You know, I think. And, you know, she may, like I said, with her, um, the standards that she sets for herself on the field particularly, um, she does a lot of things that people just don't see. Um, and, you know, you can see, I think, in our game against the, the Swans, she had like, five assists or something mm. um, with the goals that we scored. So, you know, she does a lot of things um, uh, that we don't all see, but she's also a very strong leader on and off the field for us, and she seems to be improving every week. So, um, you know, it's exciting to see what she'll bring tomorrow night because, you know, I think she's one of those big performers as we all know. Okay, Juliet, give us the vision. If it all unfolds the way you've planned it during the week, what sort of showdown do we get? We get us winning at the end of the game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's going to be, you know, I think just tough contested footy is the way we certainly like to play. I think, um, you know, Adelaide, we have the utmost respect for them. Um, You know, they've been the most successful club in AFLW since it started. Uh, But, you know, this is a tight competition and any team can... But beaten on any given day, um, you know, you've got to bring your best every time you play. So we're the new kids on the block, but we'll be doing our absolute best to beat them tomorrow night. Well, this is second v 14th. This may be the biggest upset in AFLW history. <laughs> Roach, or yep, too much. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> uh, well, let's hope it's a repeat of the 2006 AFL showdown then. <laughs> which is exactly. one which, which Chad talked about uh, yes. to the girls about 2006 yeah, when not. they were one of the younger teams going around in showdown history and knocked off the top-ranked Crows. So... 
You just never know what will happen in a showdown. That's the beauty of sport. Juliet, we really mm. appreciate your time. Just reiterating again, tomorrow night the game gets underway at 7.30. There's already about 20,000 tickets sold, but people can buy tickets at the gate. How much are they? Uh, $10 and uh, under-18s are free. So um, get down there. It's going to be a fantastic night and uh, we'll see you both there. We will be there. Good on you, Jules. There she is, Julia. Yeah, you can get in for free, Kim. Yeah, put, thanks very much, Roach. Uh, <laughs> I love you. Port Adelaide Football Club, head of the AFLW program and uh, a superstar in our yeah, own right indeed. in the world of hockey and as a human as well. Olympic gold medalist. And married into a bit of football royalty as well. Mm, Andrew's done very well. Just take us through the lineage. Oh, the Ops lineage. Uh, yeah. And the Haslam lineage. Well, no, 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 not Rossi. Well, of course, yeah, I forgot about Ross, her father oh, yes, as well. don't forget Ross. I bump into him at North Adelaide. But uh, Andrew played with Port, then went to Melbourne. Melbourne. That's a hubby. He's a, he's a great story because he was locked in as a mature player who went through the amateur ranks, wasn't drafted, overlooked and... This goes to show sometimes you just have to wait for talent to really blossom. He was a lean, mean running machine and had yeah. a great football IQ. Uh, we've got to go to the five o'clock news, Roach. We are live from Studio Lumo SA. Who mm. we got at five o'clock, Roach? Who are we chatting to? We are going to speak to our good friend John Casey. No, we're not. We're talking no? to Roy Laird. John Casey on the... F- <laughs> I shouldn't have done it. It's, it's like playing Russian roulette. Rory Laird, the Crows have their BNF tonight. To go. It's two minutes, nearly three minutes past five. We're here thanks to Hyundai. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel all-wheel drive. We're live from Studio Lumo SA tonight. It'll all be happening at the Adelaide Crows Club Champion Award. The Malcolm Blight Medal will be presented as we welcome a two-time, two-time, two-time Rory Laird. Hello, Lady. Kimbo Roach, how are you? Where Hello, is it tonight? Rory. Down the convention centre? Yeah, just on North Adelaide, yep. No invite, Kim. No, since nah. got sacked from that one as well. Soda took that one. Yeah. Oh. No, well, it was fair enough. It was a commercial arrangement with Seven Roach. Well, I got an invite. I was at nine at the time. Well, we were a very popular man. Oh, uh, Lady, what have you been up to since we spoke a couple of weeks ago? No, nah, uh, been pretty quiet, mate. Uh, but then uh, I went to Bali on the weekend for a, uh, oh, for yes. a buck show. So right. I've been pretty... Pretty uh, pretty slow this week, but um, yeah, other than that, not too much. Taking it pretty easy. Check into the grand final. It was over and done with in five minutes, so it wouldn't have taken up much <laughs> data on your phone. No, no, it was sort of a bit of background noise on the weekend. There wasn't uh, <laughs> it wasn't too much to watch, to be honest. No, it was there was a crazy game. Tell you what, from Geelong, were, you ha- so. what, were you happy for Patrick? Yeah, I I, uh, I think he deserves one with what he's put into yeah. the game and how consistent he's been. So um, just what they played, I think they all deserve it. It was, yeah. it was an amazing team performance. Uh, your voice is definitely a little bit deeper, Rory, I tell you. Um, you will be – I'm not sure, Rich. We should have checked this. Has anyone won three before? Oh, Either no, way, this you is get... testing the memory, yeah. isn't it? Either way, has anyone won three before, Lady? Malcolm uh, Blight. We've got I a think... list of we've got list of winners here. Let's have a look. Goodwin. Goodwin has Goodwin three, yeah. ooh, 2005, 2006, 2000. Well done, Rory. So, you get extra points. For so that. you could be the second one. Are you yeah. feeling any pressure going into tonight? What's it like? Is it an enjoyable night? Yeah, yeah. It's usually a bit of fun. Um, it's it's a little bit different. We have it straight after the season, so the, the first week from um, you know the break up of the season. But uh, with the with the sample team playing mm. further into the finals, uh, it's sort of been. 
couple of weeks away from each other, so um, a few guys have been away and a few guys gone back home, so it would sort of be good to catch up with uh, with everyone, you know, in one, one uh, formal setting. Well, I think everyone that's watched the season would say it's out of yourself, Laird, Dawson, Keys, or maybe Tex. Have I missed anyone? Uh, I think uh, Smithers probably be in the top five around there, um, but I think, you know, yeah, as you said, Tex and, and Dawson, uh, and Benny Keys have really strong seasons, so um, I think it'll be pretty close. And since we spoke to you last, it's now been announced that Isaac Rankin has chosen Adelaide as their club of choice. Does that bring an air of uh, excitement? Yeah, of course. He's a, a fantastic player, um, you know, highly skilled, and uh, will fit up in the forward line next to Joshua Shelley um, really well. Makes a sort of uh, a one-two punch as a small forward, and um, you, you know how Darcy Fogarty is playing, and you've mm. got Elliot Himmelberg, and of course, if mm. Tess can continue his form with what he's doing, I think. You've got a pretty good mix, and um, then not to even mention, you know, the hard workers. You know, you've got Ned McHenry and and guys that can roll through there. So I think it's a pretty exciting time, and uh, the the build of the the forward line of all these young players, um, you know, the talent coming in is is pretty cool. Hey, Rory, when you see a team such as Geelong dominate as it did at the end of the season, win the flag that way, what does it do for the rest of the competition looking on? In terms of so, was that so, Rich? I didn't know that. That's the, now the measuring stick, the way they did it. How do you yep. feel, in the sense of trying to catch them? It's, it's um, you know, when they, when they play like that, mm. um, and they've been such a consistent club for, for so many years, um, you sort of look at that mould and you go, yeah, that, that can work. But um, in saying that, I think there's, you know, a lot of other ways that teams have, have also competed in, in previous years and, and, you know, had success. You know, look at Richmond uh, as a different mould and, um, I think it all just came together for them this year and um, they had a really good you know, management and, and run with injuries and yeah. um, which they probably hadn't had the last couple of years and you know, Danger was a perfect example. They actually primed him for the finals and, and look how you know, well he played as you know, the player of the, the final series. So I think they were just really smart with it and they kept tinkering sort of what they were doing for the past couple of years and it turns out that um, you know, it worked to perfection and you see they were, they were dominant from pretty much you know, halfway through the year. We saw yesterday the retirement of arguably the game's greatest captain. Uh, you would have crossed paths with him, paths with him over the last decade. What was he like to play against, Joel Selwood? Did yeah, he have much to say? Yeah, was, yeah he, he did actually. He did. He's, uh, yeah, he's not not too much of a you know a, a back chatter to to you or a you know a stirrer. He just sort of um, niggles you a bit and um, knows how to knows how to work you and sort of fire you up a little bit um, around the contest and. Um, knows how to get in the right positions and, and make sure, you know, you're worried about him. And um, I was lucky enough to go on the international rules in, in oh, 2017. Yes. And yeah. yeah, so I had a bit of time with him. And, and you know, he's a, a, a genuinely really nice guy. And um, it's amazing the sort of contrast you see of him on the field and, and how uh, much of sort of a warrior is and how um, intense he is on the field compared to what he's like off the field. He's completely different is he's relaxed and laid back and um really you know a nice guy so um yeah one of the one of the great careers i think you'll ever see in uh in AFL history when you're in that australian team were you a little bit overawed what was it like meeting a lot of these players that you don't know that well and uh who sort of took you under their wing or surprised you yeah no it was it was um it was up to the 2017 season so i was still pretty young and um i sort of uh, I was a little bit nervous going in. I didn't know if I wanted to do it, um, especially yeah. after we just come off a grand final. Yeah, I was sort of, I didn't know if I wanted to go back into the whole scene of it that quick. And it was one of the best weeks I've sort of ever had, you know, in my in my career. Um, there, was, there was so many big name players and 
it was so much fun. And um, yeah, I was spent a lot of time with um, Jack Gunston and uh, and Michael Hibbert on that trip. So uh, two guys that love to have a drink and have a party. It was it was a bit of fun, and uh, they both didn't have um, you know partners at the time, so we had a go to a few nice dinners and, and spend some time together, which is pretty cool. But um, everyone was really inclusive. And, you know, as I said, it was it was an amazing week. And you would have come in around the time Jack came to Adelaide. Was it that time or just after? I just missed him by one year. So, mm. yeah, just missed. And now he's off to Brisbane by the look of it. Yeah, mm. yeah so, I saw it yesterday, yeah. Rory, there's going to be a new boss of footy at AFL House shortly. Brad Scott's going to Essendon to be coach. If that new footy boss picks up all the paperwork and says, I'm going to ring Rory Laird. And I'm going to ask him about this medi-sub. Do we keep it right. or do we do what the coaches are saying, go to five on the bench? What would you respond? Uh, I don't know about five on the bench, Rich, but at the same time, I don't really know about the medi-sub either. I, I would keep it as just your flat four, to be honest, Ooh. and just have it Love stock it. standard. Yeah. You don't get worried about it when it's... One injury, two injuries, and the other bench is full. Oh, we've had just asking him. 150 years. No. Just ask the question. Yeah, I, I, I can understand that, but at the same time, like you just, you, the game of AFL is so unpredictable. Like yeah. it's just, you know, it's gonna, ha- it will happen to a team, you know, once every however. But and it's, it's obviously very unfortunate. But mm. yeah, I don't know about about five, an extra player, and then the yeah, like, I, I think, I, yeah, I just, I just think go, um, I think go to flat four traditional. Now, we never like to pry into your private life. Uh, you got a plus one tonight? Uh, I'm going with my mother. Oh, Very nice. beautiful. And, and now, do you have to pick her up? You've got the Uber. When when's it all start? Uh, it starts at, so we're going to be there between 6.30 and 7. So uh, she's coming down to my house and we'll go in. And hmm. um, Her husband's going as well, so I'm not just taking her. He's coming along too. So, um, yeah, so we're going together. And then um, my dad and his wife as well will be there. So... I uh, got both the parents coming, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's beautiful. That sounds, well, that sounds like you're going to be a winner. <laughs> uh, I think they realise it might be around the mark, so uh, they're, they're going there just in case. Now, well, look, since you're part of our family, can you yeah. settle a squabble between Kim and I yesterday? Oh, here we go. What? Okay. Are wingman midfielders? Ah, uh, yes. Thank you. There you are. We're Kim. talking about Jack Graham going into the midfield at. Uh, Port Adelaide. So we're talking about him and Zach Butters and Connor Rosie. We're not talking about Xavier Dersma. We're talking about who goes in and gets their hands dirty at the centre bounce route. You asked midfielders, wingmen and midfielders. They're wingmen. They go to the midfield meetings. <laughs> it's like a midfield group, but you wouldn't you wouldn't label a wing. It's that's a complicated question. <laughs> <laughs> well, very complicated. Well, we, we would suggest on-ballers yeah. and midfielders. Uh, no, uh, Roach, let it go. Wow. So Ed Langdon, what's he? He's a wingman. wingman. Hey, he's t- in the midfield. A lot of text coming through for you, Rory, and a lot of love as well. Good luck to Rory the Leprechaun Laird tonight. That's from your good <laughs> mate Mario at Maslin's Beach. And another right. other one, Mick says, good luck to you, lady. You're a good man. Uh, you don't know him like we do, Mick. Um, <laughs> are you going to the showdown tomorrow or are you going to watch it? Support the girls? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I might head along, yeah. I'll, I'll be in Adelaide. So um, I think a fair few of the guys will sort of hang around and uh, we'll head along. It's pretty exciting for both both clubs and uh, for the AFL comps. So I reckon we'll get mm. a fair crowd out there. Yeah, it looks like there's so. going to be 30,000. Hey, Rory, really appreciate well, your time tonight. Have a great night. Uh, put the feet up, relax, enjoy it with your parents and uh, we wish you all the best. And, and no need to mention no worries, us guys. in the speech, okay? We, we'll understand. <laughs> 
Of course, of course. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Thanks, Laddie. He's a, he's a ripper. Yeah. Uh, you would think he would yes. win that. Well, you pointed out there are some good names to put up on the leaderboard. Well, Jordan Dawson, I would have thought. Very good we know Keezy was uh, good and solid. Taylor Walker was very good. Yeah. I just don't know if uh, power forward's going to get it done. Ah, but we've seen it in other best and fairest. It gets, uh, depends on the uh, Tom Lynch. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. I, I would think Laity for mine. We've got to ta- we have to take a break. Just repeating the Brad Scott story. It looks like he will be named Essendon coach this evening when the Essendon board meets to pick up that subcommittee that Robert Walls was on. Mm-hmm. Their verdict, which is to appoint Brad Scott as the new coach of Essendon. All righty, and a text coming through after our interview with Juliet Haslam. This one says Juliet just said they have the utmost respect for Adelaide. Clearly, she hasn't caught up with Moonface Davies this week. Hello, Chris O. <laughs> a Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel All Wheel Drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. This is the run home, thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Roach, just sing or whistle. Oh, what would you like me to sing or no, whistle? that was enough. I just had to grab my piece of paper regarding <laughs> Toddy Gray. We're about to chat to him. Gray on Racing SA. No one runs the dogs like South Australia. Hello, Toddy. Hey, boys. How are we doing? Not bad. How'd you go last week? Uh, the uh, the plate's heavy dog ran second, and the little wager on the ruffy went no good. So I reckon we would have lost the lost a couple of bob last week. Oh, oh, right. the, the, the little wager on Todd, the ruffy. We'll be having a chat shortly. Yeah, it's got here. I just like to check your honesty. It says it came eighth. Eighth. What's eighth? Also. Oh, you can't come much worse. <laughs> <laughs> Last. All right. You always redeem yourself, though. What's your value bet tonight? Uh, kind of got two values, though. But I'm going to go with a dog um, we did throw out last week, and that is uh, race. Where is he? Race nine, number five, Basil Brush Rose. Going to go Basil again, boys. Um, he got knocked from pillar to post last week, which is one of the bad signs when you keep coming out last. Um, he will be last again here, but he rides the bumps like a champ. He got hip and shouldered more than what you'd see in an AFL game, boys. And he keeps his feet and he keeps on whacking away. Look, there's a lot of dogs here which have to lead and a lot of dogs which aren't going to lead. They're going to spit the dummy about a halfway round. And as long as he can just get around that first turn half intact, he is going to be charging home the last 100 or two. He's double figures, but this week Ooh. we got three dividends, first, second, and third. Look, if they, don't, if they don't knock him from pillar to post again, he will run a place. There is no doubt here. And if he gets just an ounce of luck, he will win this race. He's been knocking on the door for ages. And if they keep putting him up at double figures, they're going to keep sucking me in every week. Um, yeah, so I'm going Basil Brush again. He can redeem himself. Race nine, number five, Basil Brush Rose. Now, Todd, excuse my ignorance, which goes far and wide, but when you say here yep. you've got a get-out bet, what do you mean by get-out bet? Oh, Rooch. I don't oh, know this. Is, this. Oh, no, no, this is fine. No, this is an old-school term, virtually. I won't use the exact word, but uh, the, the last race, or the penultimate, one of the last two races, yes. a lot of the uh, bookies would say it's a get-out stake. So if you find ah. yourself in... um. In a bit of trouble, but they normally use a word that starts with F. We won't. But if you find yourself, if you're trying to get out of trouble, you normally go for a, 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 a try to in the last race or the second to last race, one of the two. Right. So this is in the last race. So if we don't need it, hopefully we don't need it. It can just be a bit of icing on the cake. But if you're in a bit of trouble, you normally go for the get out. Where have you been for 58 years, Rooch? Seriously. Well, I don't get in trouble by the last race, obviously. Well, you're always winning coming into the last race. Uh, honestly, just had a text here. You should be euthanized. That's a bit harsh. Uh, yeah, what, what, what's the bet? What's the bet? 
Uh, all the way in the last lads, race 12, number one, strategize. Um, he's only had three starts in South Australia, and I really like what I've seen of him. Um, he's been running against some very good dogs. He's been running some very good placings. He's just been running very good races. He finally draws box one. He's had nothing but bad draws since coming to SA. He finally draws box one, and I can just see him. I can't see him missing a place here. I go place heavy on him, much like the uh, dog we threw out last week at about the same odds, around about five bucks. Beautifully um, done, then, Very Tom. honest, consistent race. Uh, so your best bets, your value bet, race nine, number five, Basil Brush Rose, shocking name, and the get-out bet, the get-out <laughs> bet, Rich. Uh, race 12, number one, strategize for expert Grand Racing. Tips follow at the dogs, SA on Twitter, <laughs> or check out Grand Racing SA on Facebook. Good on you, Toddy. Cheers, legends. <laughs> All right. Oh, hey, you learn something every day. Right, I know you want the mountains, but you don't have to go that far. Yeah, no, I'm only reading them out, Rooch. Whoever said that, that's harsh. Um, oh, dear. <laughs> afternoon, Kimbarn Rooch. Here's a text. Just saw the plate the AFLW teams are playing for <laughs> yeah. tomorrow night. Yeah. Looks like an old Balfour's pie tin. Get something <laughs> decent. That's from, that's from Alan at Alberton. I'll have to have a look at this, Rooch. Doesn't sound well, good. Well, you know what's going to happen next? Our friend's going to complain that Port's name first on it. It's going to have what? It says it's got Port Adelaide's logo first instead of the Crows' oh, logo first. Rowie's, I would have thought they would have done it alphabetically. Rowie's not going to carry on about that. He had a bit he of a whinge. Would. He had a bit of a whinge yesterday. It's Port's home showdown. I didn't find that out till this week. Come no, on, hang on a sec. Yeah, yeah. Why do they get everything? They get handed everything, Port Adelaide. So did they toss the coin or did they request they get the first showdown and they Good said, well, question. yeah, you've got it? There we go. went on for a while, bro. We've had a few people commenting on that. Come on, Stephen. You're better than that. Adelaide's had a fair run for seven years. They'd have all the spotlight. But more than that, the logic is you should want the away team, because you're going to get six games in Adelaide. Another home, That's perfect another, another for Adelaide. home game. Uh, here's a text from your good friend Mario. Always Hello, Mario. gives you a lot of love, Roach. Yes. I don't think it was him that wanted you euthanized. Um, if Port are losing by 50 points at three-quarter time, will Roachie leave with the excuse that he had to feed his birds? Oh, a bit of a dad joke there, Mario. Uh, what about this I'll one? I'll be there till the end. Roochie, you yes. twisted Sanchu. How many goals <laughs> will Port kick tomorrow night, one or two? That's from Nostradamus from Norlunga. <laughs> what if Nostradamus doesn't know? How many? We'll talk about it tomorrow. tomorrow. We'll do it nearest the pin tomorrow as well. Thank you for all your input. Apologies if we couldn't get to all the text. Uh, we'll see you again tomorrow. All right. And good night to my funeral director. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.